What's up guys and welcome to episode 13 of At The Face. Today we're trying something new and have invited Sam Patterson and David Beanie back on the show who both spoke of a national or super league in some form in their respective episodes. First of all, special thanks to the At The Face Patreon supporters for keeping the show going. If you want to support the show, head over to Patreon to receive early access and bonus episode content. Are you eating grapes? Yeah, it's nice. It makes it right. better than looking at your skyline. I, d- I didn't know. I didn't know we started. I just started rubbing on with myself as per usual, and Dave's like chewing. God knows what are you eating there? Like, like eat love hearts. Haribo, mate. Haribo. Haribo. Oh, I got my little. I got my little snack bowl. Are you eating? Is that a sausage roll? Already? No, it's chocolate. I thought you had a sausage awesome. roll wrapped around some Haribo then. I was like, that's, that's some weird stuff for a Wednesday night. Got, got some peanuts. <laughs> that's a weird, that's all in the same bowl. <laughs> Why would you have yes. Haribo in, in with peanuts? Mate, I'm a mixer. He's making, he's making Reese's Pieces in a weird way. Good point. Good point. All right, so let's... Uh, Let's talk about this. Dave, you're the reason we're here, actually. This is our, our first three-person podcast. We've got Mr. Sam Pat uh, and Mr. David Abini back in the room. How are we doing? I'm good, mate. How is everyone? Yeah, all good. All good. Can't grumble. How's Sam Pat? <laughs> good, mate. This is going to be a weird dynamic. Three people all trying to talk at the same time with a bit of an overlap thrown in. Sam's probably getting his later than I'm getting mine. I'm... <laughs> It's going to have been the, the worst idea ever, but um, let's go with it. So we're talking about Dave in his uh, wonderful episode uh, said that if he could change the game, he'd like to see a national league. Um, and I thought we'd just invite Dave back along with Sam Pat um, to discuss said issue. Uh, and I'm going to kick the ball off with, we're going to start in a real weird location, actually. Um, why don't we have a national league already? Why is there not one in existence? It's been tried with the women's game, hasn't it? It's been, it's been, it's been, it has been tried with the women's game with the Super League. I think with the men's, I don't know why it's never been tried. I mean, I've got my own personal beliefs on it. I think I said made that obvious in the last podcast, but um, why it hasn't been fluid? Because I think it just gets poo-pooed whenever it gets brought up. If it's been brought up before, which I don't know if it has, because I'm not involved with these like committee meetings or whatever. So. The only difference with yeah, that is, um, obviously, with a Super League, it's teams that are bought, players are bought together from different teams. The idea of a National League would obviously be that, oh, I'm guessing, one way of doing it is that clubs are in a National League. So, the likes of Spencer, Stockport, Cheadle, and so on and so forth, they'd be in a National League already with their identity. So, I know what you mean about the the Super League side of things, but why hasn't this North-South um Midlands East West thing happened already. Why hasn't it merged? And we've had an um, and we why don't we have a national league out of it? If I'm honest, I I actually don't know why, and I I think that's why we should kind of we should kind of push for it. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of people who, if you just go and look on the forums, you know, as soon as you start saying stuff like national league or let's change this, it's no, we can't change. It's it's been this way for a long time got to do it this way um but i think if as a sport to progress a national league would definitely help 
Okay. Why? Right. So. Dave's made notes. I have made notes. And I, I had a thought about this. And I've actually, I've actually, I've actually gone and spoken to people in lacrosse and people outside of lacrosse as well. Um, so kind of the positives for me, well, the positives I think a national league would bring would be the competition. So you would be playing against the best week in, week out. Um, the level would be better. So, you know, you're playing against, again, you're playing against the best teams. Um, you'll be playing against predominantly internationals and players knocking on the door of internationals. Uh, you'll be playing against other teams. Like It's not the same team you've played for 20 years in a row. It's other teams. You get to travel. Okay, so the UK may be not the <laughs> nicest place all the time to travel. But you get to travel, see new sites. You know, people from Manchester could go and take a trip, go go look at Buckingham Palace while you go and play against Hampstead, you know. Um, you've got that added bonus of fighting potentially for promotion into the National League. So those teams at the lower league, you know, you've got something to aim for. So you're not just aiming to win your league, but you're aiming to win your league and fight for promotion into the highest league in the country. Um, playing a National League brings prestige for your club. You know, uh, it will help your club grow the base because, you know, you get more players coming through trying to, get into that higher team to play in the National League. Um, things on the skill level, such as the pace of the game, would be higher. And that, that actually came from um, when I was talking to a netball person and a hockey person. And they said at the higher level, the pace is a lot higher. And it forces teams to actually get better, to, to have to compete. It also forces clubs to become a bit more professional because you're going to need the the, you know, the constant coaching, the commitment to training and things like that. Um, and also, it just exposes players, and especially younger players, to a more consistent, better standard. Um, for example, in netball, um, at their national, national league level, their Super League players, which is, you know, the franchise game, their Super League players also play some games at national level so yeah those are my reasons out there on a postcard just what a to z <laughs> these are the reasons we should have it um all right sam anything to add um yeah i also kind of made notes before so i can't really rip on day for uh, a <laughs> um well, I, I don't. I'm not. I know on my podcast, I was like, I was kind of hesitant against it for for different reasons, especially from like I'm looking at obviously, you know, you know probably Dave's looking at probably probably men's and women's, whereas I'm probably looking at it purely from the men's side of the game because that's what I've grown up playing and, and, and know. So like I know the like the players that most of the players that are involved with national squads, for example, blah blah blah, and, and what they do and you know for live for a living, for example, most of them are tradies, most of them, you know can't really give up 12 hours of a weekend um so i think there's like an idea my idea is baby steps so it, it might not be an implementing with a field game especially so the 10v10 game implementing a national league straight away but it could be like so for example i don't know if you've seen championship you know Sar- Sarries has gone down to the championship this year 
yep, and yep. they've they've created uh, they've basically split the champ- rugby championship into two leagues. So it's like Conference North, Conference South, let's say. And at the end of the year, you can almost play like just this is baby steps. So this is stepping stones to a national league. So you're building that marketing up, building that sort of fan base potentially. And at the end of the year, the top two teams from each division go and play a final fours weekend. You know, we've been talking about this in the North. Well, now I've been talking about it anyway. I know that, uh, you know, the the flags really should be a final fours weekend. So like the semifinals on the Saturday and the final on the Sunday, because it's not unusual to lacrosse that we play two games in two days. Um, I mean, in the, in the international game, we play we play nine and ten. So you know, it's not it's not it's not a from a, from a lacrosse like a physical point of view, it's not a, a massive deal. Um, that could be a way that we could do it as a stepping stone. Um, Am I right in saying that's so, what Bucks does? So they have the regional leagues, and then they they play for so like North play South and so on and so forth. They they kind of adopt that that final four weekend yeah. model. Yeah, yeah, but say- theirs is a knockout competition. So yeah. it's it oh. is your your league gives you your place, your seed in basically, and then you play a knockout competition to get your final one. Like on um on Sam's idea, I I agree to an extent about the baby steps, but I also think the baby steps is part of the problem in the fact that we're going, All right, we'll do this little bit. But I mean, if you think about it, we've we didn't we have the what was it the Wilkinson sword and the other the other one the, the was I can't remember what it was called, but and how often did that get played? That was almost like a top two, top four teams playing. I kind of agree with that. If you're going to do it, if you're going to do a national league, and Sam's just raised some really. Interesting point. It's 12 hours of a weekend. Now, I'm going to be really controversial here and suggest that maybe like that, that works for me as, as a person. I don't want to give up 12 hours of my weekend. Conveniently, I'm also very average of lacrosse. Um, but maybe that's not the person that would be playing in a national league then. Do you know what I mean? And I'm taking rugby as an example. Um, they've got semi-pro national league and they literally travel all over the country. Um, and I've watched games and seen games. And to be honest, it just becomes a bit of a thing, like wives and girlfriends come, family come, home games are, are all encompassing. If you Let's say it's a north-south game. Uh, I'm trying to think of some rugby examples, but my geography is awful. If it's a home game, the everyone, families turn up, and that's where you get the fan base draw from uh, in a rugby point of view. I'm not saying that they're going to away games. They're not. Like, believe it or not, when a southern team plays a northern team, it's just the team and a very few keynotes that turn up. Um, but if someone if someone's going to struggle to give that up that that twelve hour day and it is a full day, there's no two ways about it. Plus, probably what two training sessions in the week, they're probably not the people that we'd necessarily want to be playing in a national league. It's I think you've got to look at priorities and be like, yeah, I am a national league lacrosse player, and you've got to give your Saturday up for it. No two ways about it, in my opinion. Uh, does the do, does the north think selfishly from the north here? Does it need Sorry, Dave, go. Sorry. <laughs> so so I, I I agree and disagree with you on that. So I disagree with you on the fact that you, when you say those are probably not the players we want, because some of them will be the players we want. They just don't. They just can't for whatever reason, maybe family, kids and stuff like that. They just can't give that commitment, which you will need if you are going to play in national. Like you say, you're going to be training 
and you're going to be playing games and you're going to have a 12 hour day traveling to the other side of the country. Um, so I, I do think that it, it is a consideration where people have to be like, okay, is this something that I, I want to do? And if you think about other sports, people do it in other sports. So why is lacrosse any different? You know, people do it in hockey, people do it in basketball, people do it in netball, people do it in rugby. You know, they've got full-time jobs. You know, some of them have to give up jobs on the weekend and they still end up traveling and playing because they are playing at that level and they want to play at that level. The reason why I say, you know, baby steps is like if you put it in the diary at the start of the year that, you know, if you if you are ranked one through four in the Prem, and this is why I think there needs to be some like synergy between Semler and Nemblins in terms of how their leagues operate, in terms of how their knockouts operate. Um, if it was ever to go ahead, for example, you know, my, my idea would be, you know, you tell at the start of the season, you know, there's going to be two, but maybe it's the top four teams. Maybe there's a there's two play play weekends that are, or top six teams. I'd say there's two play weekends or whatever it may be, and and you know these two weekends are quarterfinals, semifinals, final, you know, semifinals and finals on, on one weekend. Let's say, and they know about it months in advance, so they know to plan for it. That, for me, that's an opportunity. That's a way that we can just like say when I say baby steps, that's what that's what I mean. Like they know it's in people can plan around it. It's not they're not giving up like six weekends or eight weekends traveling. Um, for me, and I, like the other thing I, I've got to say as well is you know the hockey side of things. Hockey's probably a very similar sport. Not obviously hockey's a lot bigger than we How than we are. Dare you? But, How dare you? <laughs> but they were. They went through like a similar thing. So I was speaking to my friend, my friend who's the head of hockey at Beeston, for example, and, and we're talking about like the because I said, you know, just a, just an example. What does it what does it cost to be a part of your national league? And just affiliation alone is like fifteen hundred quid, um, or I think it's twelve hundred quid um, actually. Sorry, but then you've, that's not including things like travel. That's not including things like you know the cost of you know Beeston's a pretty expensive place to play play at all the, all the stuff. They got some pretty nice uh, pretty nice nice stash, if you will. You know all that kind of stuff. So you know that 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 factors in. So what's the cost of this if you were to do it as an actual league week in week out? You know it's a it's a high setup. So where, where I say baby steps in terms of maybe maybe having you send the new the Premiership divisions, but then at the end of the season having something that is national league that's marketable because our domestic game we're not very good at marketing ourselves. I think some of us got re- you know got really good over the last couple of years in terms of pushing it forward, but Nemo hasn't. Nemo's still stuck in the dark ages um, in terms of marketing games and things like that. Dave's like waving at me here. <laughs> so I, I I would say like cost is a huge one, and I think I think we'll probably come on to cost later on. And a club like Beeston is quite big in the fact that they would have quite a lot of income from the membership fees. They do loads of stuff like camps and stuff like that, which brings in income. And they have sponsors, which brings in money as well. And they do fundraising. So they have they have income generation as a club. Now, with your baby steps, I, I, my kind of thinking was kind of like your thinking, but just maybe a bit more in the fact that I... I thought, what would be the best way to kind of start it off and not fully change everything in one go? So my kind of plan was October to April, you have your normal winter league. So you have your your Nemla and you have your Semla 
and you have your, you know, South Prem and North Prem, and, you know, you play. And then from there, you have the top, however many, top four from each league, or, you know, top six from each league. And then they go on to play in the National League, which runs June to September in the summer. So, therefore, they're not giving up, like, their normal regional stuff. And they still got the they've still got the option to play in the summer. So it's not a huge league. I mean, you could have, you know, if you're talking baby steps, you can have four teams, two from each league, or you can have more. But they are then playing at that higher level competition in a league format in the summer. I think you need more than four. What would you do? Would you, would you play each other once, or would it be like a two way thing, or what would it be? I mean, that's that's. That's another question. I think I think if you go for league, you know, you go all out. You do you do your home you do your home and your way, you know, and you make it fair. I mean, there's no reason why you 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 play one match and everyone has a decent amount of home matches or and away matches and stuff like that. But you know, a league format in the summer, I think, would work well. I think you got to factor in as well. Like you know, I've had the opportunity to play in it four times, which is the the Ken Galluccio Cup, the European Club Championships, which I think, honestly, like one of my most favourite tournaments to play in. And I think it's that's the future of like creating a national, a UK or an England national champion going on to playing in the European Club Championships, i.e. the Champions League lacrosse. That's a great. It, honestly, it's so much, it's it's what the sport needs. I think from a club level, Europe, like from a European centric point uh, yeah. viewpoint. But but I think. If you're not if you're playing in September, then it's usually second week and second weekend of uh, September, isn't it? Over, over in Ghent in Belgium, um, so it kind of needs to be. For, for me, is also you have got to factor in like summer holidays, like um, people going on holiday. You know, people not being committed. That's that's why you know when I floated the idea of moving lacrosse to spring summer, it was you know very much stopping before um, school holidays start in, in in July. Is it? Yeah, start of July, isn't it? Um, for that reason, because you just play about player availability is just going to go like this. It doesn't. It, it doesn't, is. though, Sam. Because you yeah. get every other sport has these issues. So that you guys have just both mentioned a number of things, right? So you've got let's put international call up in there. Ken Galucci Cup. There's there's always stuff going on. Dave's got a wedding. That's where squad depth is important. That's where actually having the right coaches in place and the right people to manage these teams. There's no other sport that doesn't have that as an issue. And it's, I don't think it's a stumbling block. Guess what? Four of our players are going up to train with England this weekend and good luck to them. It's not a hindrance on a national league. It's not a hindrance. In fact, we're just celebrating that as a club. We've got four players going up. That's awesome. There's four new kids that get an opportunity to fill their spot. In my head, that's the way I see it. Um, every sport has the has the the scheduling issue. I mean, let's chuck boxing. Let's chuck chuck everything else lacrosse related in there. There isn't really a good well, time to do. It. I, I, I don't, I'm surprised none of us have brought it up yet. But I, I don't know why none of us have mentioned the sixes version of the game as as the national league version of the game, because that, I think ultimately that's what's going to happen. Because I, I know that is being talked about now because I've been sent a white paper on it. <laughs> What's your opinion on sixes? I mean, like, off record, what's your opinion on sixes? Both of you, go for it. I don't mind. I, I don't mind sixes. Look, from from my my hat from with my like England assistant coach hat on, 
you know, I, I, do I think the players right now like are, that are involved in the game are capable of going on to, on to the Olympics? You know, you, from, 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 you have to be like a two-way midfielder to play, to play that game. It's, it's, and it also will fit into what we want to do from a field point of view because we're trying to get away from specialisation, like an op- purely offensive mid- midfielder, a purely defensive midfielder. We want to get a guy that can that can go both ways and because there are world championships. So many times, a guy that's an offensive midfielder in inverted brackets tends to stay on a hell of a lot, of, hell of a lot because he gets trapped down on defence, and then he's a liability because he's been doing offensive work for the last six months in the lead up to the world to the world championships, where we need to go more down a route of guys that can play both sides of the ball, guys that can play in transition. So for me, I, I, I have no issues with the Sixers game. I think the Sixers game will be a, a great benefit to, to the field game. It will complement each other. Um, but it needs to be started now with the, the little kids, with the little eight-year-olds, 12-year-olds. You know, they, they grow, up, grow up playing 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 Sixers as, 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 a, as, a, as a, you know, part of their lacrosse season. Just, as, just the way, same way that I think we should be playing indoor. You know, and that could be a national league as well. You know, you could have three different national leagues. Why not? You've got the players for it. Why not? Dave, sixes? Um, I like sixes. I like what it's about. I like the speed of it. I, I there's a lot of there's there's a lot of differences, but at the end of the day it's it's the same thing. Um, you know, I, I love watching basketball. And to me it's pretty much lacrosse basketball in terms of like the pace of it, how quick it is. Um, I uh, well, actually, what was funny is I saw a post, um, and I think it was a World Lacrosse post. Um, are we allowed to say names here? Um, yeah, a World Lacrosse post, it, <laughs> and um, they um, someone put they put oh six 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 aside, getting ready for like Olympic inclusivity, and someone said. Why are we changing the sport if it's so good to be in the Olympics? Why aren't we actually pushing for the tennis side to be in the Olympics? And, you know, that kind of just stayed in my head for a bit, thinking about that. But as a game itself, I, I do like sixes. Okay. It's, it's lacrosse at the end of the day, like, like Phil was saying on the yeah. Like Phil was saying on his part, it's lacrosse. It is lacrosse. Like uh, for me, like if we were to play it in England and we didn't like, we didn't want to like, we don't like. For example, the rule that everyone gets a little bit hung up on about is this violent checking, the the violent aspect of it. Because let's be honest, we like playing a full contact sport. I mean, what's stopping us having that in the game in our domestic game? I mean, it might not help with the penalties <laughs> at the Olympics, but you know, if that's something that the people want to play. You know, and you just add that little element onto it in terms of making it more attractive to to the, to the sort of the sort of wider lacrosse population in the UK. Then what's there's nothing really wrong with that. But you know, the the, the video I've seen it, it's it doesn't look like it's any less um, you know there's any less checking. Obviously, there's no physical body contact, but um, I'm not f- fully read up on the rules and what's what's allowed and what's not allowed. But I assume it's no body contact and no like checks from like like slashing slashing checks it's probably all just stick checks this is going to sound weird for a northerner sam but you've actually never been allowed to slash anyone in the domestic game <laughs> of lacrosse either well, i wasn't saying field lacrosse i was saying, <laughs> I, was saying 60s. Um, I think i think phil hit the nail on the head he was he said about the goalies and i was like yeah okay i think i know what you're talking about and after his episode i went back and watched it and I think if that changed, the, like the goalies, 
I, I kid you not, in the one game I watched, I think it was Austra- the Australian network were, were doing their showcase on it. Goalies were literally letting balls go in the goal to pull them out and just and we're like, and we're going to go attack. And that to me was way too much basketball-esque. We don't need high, doesn't have to be a high scoring game. I think sixes is, I don't have an issue with sixes at all. I don't even have an issue with the short stick. In fact, you give a long pole a short stick, he's going to get much better at defending. That's a fact. But the Phil hit the nail on the head with the goalie aspect of it. Like I said, they were just giving yes. up their goal for the opportunity to go and attack at the other end. And that I didn't like. That was taking maybe, a cross and turning it into basketball. Maybe it's like a quick side reset or something like that. Like you have to be like five yards from the goal, quick reset, go go yeah, from there. So it's not as basketball-esque. Yeah. And it, like, it'll, it'll, evolve, it'll evolve with time. Like it will, These won't be the rules that will be the same rules in... How, when yeah. it, it when eventually it will be played in the Olympics, it'll be it'll play itself out, won't it? From now until is it LA? They're looking at yeah. looking at uh, trying to get it included. Twenty eight, the twenty twenty eight. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, well, we've yeah, gone. I, 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 <laughs> not really, because I what I was saying to you was you know you got the field the field aspect you're talking about in terms of becoming a national league, but in reality, like the sixes probably will get there before before. I'm all for it. I'd be as so. I'd be as in for the sixes as a national league, as I would for the field game, I'd question how clubs incorporate. So we're playing a domestic field game. Would clubs then feed into a sixes league? That transition's a bit weird um, unless it was done differently. I don't know, but you know, you're, you're playing in a domestic league tennis side and then you make the national league and you'd play six aside. That doesn't really work. Um, that's the only thing. I, I mean, we're not, we're not going to make a national league on this podcast, so let's not worry too much about it. But um, there's obviously obvious issues with transitioning between two types of games. But, you know, if a national league comes up in some format and it's sixes, I don't, it's great. I think it's the desire that we have a national league to showcase more than anything, isn't it? So do you feel like the, yeah, the North, is, like, would the North specifically, Sam, be selfish as you can here from a Northern point of view, is there any way in which the North League has stagnated and would genuinely benefit from a national league? Or do you feel like it is, it's absolutely fine as it is. And actually it's just something that's good for the game. Cause I know the South would a hundred percent benefit from playing at that higher level. And I know there's, there's more uh, developed teams and clubs up North. How is it from a Northern point of view? I mean, this is going to sound really negative from my point of view, but I, I personally, I think the <laughs> Dave's laughing because I'm always probably always negative. <laughs> <laughs> but from my point of view, I I, I think Nemler has been going backwards for a couple of years now, and I'm, I'm not just saying that because my club's no longer number one, number one anymore. But you know, there's more and more games. There's more more games being postponed. There's like so many players just aren't interested in playing. Like even with our club, like I, I never would have imagined like some of the players turn around to be saying. I'm, I'm I'm working this weekend. I can't play. It's like for me when we were growing up, like Saturday, you look forward to Saturday to play on Saturday. So I've seen it over a couple of, last couple of seasons, and I think mo- some of it comes down to like the constant like messing around with the league structure, like the constant messing around with oh we're going to play like a bracket before the, before before the just play an eight league se- an eight or a ten league season and play twenty four get whatever it's twenty games, but like. You know, maybe get a bit smart when it gets to December and it's like it's, it's pitch black at like four, at three o'clock. Maybe don't don't start games at two o'clock. Maybe look <laughs> at trying like hire a three. Maybe hire a three G out. You know, you know, crazy idea in December and January when the pitches are absolutely sodden. Um, things like that just need to like people just need to get a little bit smarter. Like, and, and if the if the affiliation fee is like X, 
maybe add a few, you know 50 extra quid on it or whatever it may be per team to, to, to get to have some money in the pot to hire 3Gs out um, when it's needed. That that's what's missing from 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 them. It's just consistency, and you know, in in those periods of periods periods of the time when the pitch when loads of games are getting postponed and cancelled, is have a, have a plan B because it's like the weather ain't getting no better. The climate change climate change is a real deal. Like pitches, <laughs> people can't afford. You know, it's raining more. It's you know, it, you know the weather's more extreme. Like it just it just needs to be a bit, a bit of a common sense. And when it comes down to things like flags, like. The whole idea of pit, like, like what Dave was saying before, like at the start of the season, you know, with, with books, I know if I come first that I'm going to be playing number three in the semi-finals, you, you know, or no, sorry, number four in the semi-finals, sorry. Um, but if I come second, I'm going to be playing third. So it's you, you know at the start of the year who you're going to be playing, and in, 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 so you can plan. Like whereas, like for the past couple of years, we've had like a random team making the final of the, of the flags. Because it's picked out of a hat, so the best two teams play each other in the semi-finals. That shouldn't happen. It should be just dead, dead, dead simple. Everybody knows what's happening at the start of the year. If I come first, we're playing this. We're playing these guys in the semi, in the quarterfinals, semi-finals. Da, da, da. It's like a bracket. Um, just more consistency. And I think for me, like there's always been a national championship game at the end of the year. Always, ever since I've been playing, anyway. So it makes sense that, like, when I say baby steps in in, in that regard, like we could add something different at the end of the year, whether it be, like Dave said, the top eight teams, four from the north, four from the south, and you play, you know, over a period of time, maybe, maybe I don't think people will buy into like a, an actual league runs, but if it's like, you know, three weekends, a weekend in the north, a weekend in the south, and then the final in the Midlands, let's say, or if it's just the top four teams and you play in the Midlands or wherever, and you know, somewhere that people can, two hours drive can, can commute to, you know, it's not, it's not a bad. It, it won't be a, a bad idea, and I think that's the that you're starting to show people. You know, it's more of a, a you know gradual progression rather than going right next season. <laughs> you're travelling to London th- six times. Yeah, uh, 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 I do find it. I, mean, I, got, I mean, quite. Go on, Dave, sorry. I quite like that idea. I quite like that idea of um, you know the top the top teams almost going into like a Champions League kind of thing, like if it was football, and then playing i you know you can understand the the not wanting to go to london like three four times during this during what would be an off season so like i was saying in the summer what would be your normal off season um and instead of that maybe go into like a central venue where all the teams are and you play like one round of your games and then you would go on a like on another week, two two weeks down the line, go to another central venue. When I mean central venue, I mean like everybody going to the same place and then playing like a a little maybe a mini tournament or just playing your games in the league and to get that to get that through. And you could do you know two three like Sam says. And I think I think that would be a good stepping stone. I hundred percent disagree with both of you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to take it back a little step. And Sam just said something that made me think. I find it, I find it funny. Um, like take Nemler and Semler, for example, that they're responsible for the development state of the game in the north and the south, and they're also responsible for the highest league playing standard in the north and the south. And actually, that's really hard. That's two hats. I know it's Nemler and Semler, but that's two hats. Now, how much better would it be if there was someone that was going? We'll deal with the performance side of your league. We'll take your league. Sorry, we'll take 
I don't know, top four, top eight, top the top league, the premiership of your of Semler and of Nemla, and we will deal with it. Nemla Semler, you go work on development. You go work on getting people in the bottom. We'll deal with what's going at the top. And I probably I worked for the LA before, and I actually haven't ever realised that until Sam just said it. That actually they are really wearing two hats. Um, and the <laughs> the other thing I disagree with with the whole central location thing. In my head, the only thing that stops this, let's say, let's just take for argument's sake, top five teams in Nemla, top five teams in Semla, and um, chuck them in a league in September in 2021. The only thing that stops that happening is the travel. The only thing is getting them to the location. It's no different from Hillcroft playing Spencer than it is Stockport playing Spencer. Other than you've got to travel, you've got to spend the time, and you've got to spend the money doing it. Now, if you can get some sponsorship, if you've got someone at your club that can actually, this this happens all the time in semi-pro sport, you get a deal, you get a sponsorship with a local travel company. That's the only sponsorship you actually need to get this off the ground. The only thing you've got to convince is your plumbing, building, whatever friend who doesn't want to give a Saturday up that actually it's a good idea. The, the location isn't the issue in my head. It's affording to travel down. And when you say to a player, you're a semi-pro lacrosse player, you actually are paid. You're paid because the cost it, it costs us to get you from Manchester to London is 50 quid. That's your weekly fee. That's what you get paid. And when you're talking about stepping stones, that's the first stepping stone to get on, as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't see the benefit in putting anything on in the Midlands because I'm not going to watch it. I'm just not. I'm not travelling up to watch it. The players, in my opinion, they don't want to spend a whole weekend doing it. It is a good option. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to start a National League, you really need to start a National League. I don't know any other sport that does a national league in one location. I don't. I, the only way I see it working is if I get to go and support my local team, which is randomly nowhere near where I live. You, you're kind of getting into like a PLL model then, aren't you? So like you can play at one one venue over one weekend and move around. It's like a bit of a travelling circus. But like it's what Premier it's what it was what the Premier League did at well back in it was it ninety three when the when the Premier League started. Mm, and it was like it was like division one and then they came along and went we're setting a new league up everyone affiliate with like you know big money sky money you know come affiliate with us there's no sky money coming for lacrosse but um big sky money coming for lacrosse but you know what's what's i don't know this this is a genuine question what's stopping another organization setting up and getting clubs to affiliate to them so like i don't know National League Association or whatever it may be, and then you like your Premier League, your top team, your first team goes and affiliates with the National Lacrosse Association or whatever it whatever it may be, and then you know I don't I don't know. Well, believe it or not, that's what happens in every other sport. So if you think about all the professional sports out there, like apart from certain ones, they are not necessarily fully funded and organized by the governing body the governing body might have a part to do with it but it's 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 run by an organization so it's like netball super league like the the basketball league but they all they are franchised they get money coming in from sponsors they get money coming in from tv deals with sky and stuff like that so there's no there's no, there's nothing there to stop them if if it was viable, viable, and if it could run. The Let me ask body. you a question, Sam. I'm your club, I don't know, organizer, 
I'm going to get the coach that gets you to go and play Spencer. You're only going and playing them once away. You'll have a Hillcroft away game and let's throw Bristol in there. You've got three, maybe four long travel games to play away. I'll sort the coach for you. Your wage that I'm going to pay you that week is the coach fare, unless you want to get yourself there and then we'll give you the 50 quid that you paid. Would you get on the coach and go on a Saturday? Well, I'm 35 now, so probably not. But um, <laughs> if, I, if, if I was if I was 20 again, then then maybe you know. I think I think you got to get like you know. There's just there are teams out there that have got really motivated individuals that would, that would want to get involved with this. You know, I play at a particular club at the moment with a bunch of old old guys. Although we'd, we've got rid of all the old guys now, that probably wouldn't. But I think the younger lot would for sure. But like this, I mean, this goes this goes down to like again speaking with my hockey friend earlier this week. You know about you know the cost of the, the the sort of playing Premiership hockey. You know you got the affiliation fee, which goes I assume goes towards staff costs. You know referees because you know unless you have like a, a crew down in London, a crew up in, in Manchester, and yeah, Sem- crews, Semler will sort that out. Semler and Nemler done. They'll sort that. They're refing. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. You've got to pay for referees and all that kind of stuff. So you've got to like, add it all up, add it all up, really, haven't you? So when I, I, <laughs> the money's got to come from somewhere. If, you, if we can get like the other thing we've got to do is 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 the marketing of, of our domestic game. Like even just like having a like in that in, in, in a case of Nemla having a website, they have like League Republic, which shows the shows the fixtures, and that's it. Like you know, having maybe a you know web news, you know putting game film on there like have something that's actually when I, if a spot for potential corporate sponsors to come and look at it and go oh, i kind of want to get involved with that like you know england hockey's is always invest tech the invest tech league or whatever it's called um you know they got a corporate sponsor that i assume puts puts a, a, lot, a lot of money in to pay for the national championship finals or pays for coaches or or whatever it may be um you know and i think we as a club like for example my club we never market any of our games to the local local community but I feel that's become a, a bigger thing now. Like you see it in, in different communities, especially where we're from in, in, in Davenport. Like there's such a good community, sort of like people starting to do more things locally, like and getting involved with community things. So if we were to promote a game on a Saturday, I'm sure people would come to watch us play. Um, but there's there's hardly anybody coming to watch a, a top level Nemla game, let alone a, um, but, you know, you probably get three million dogs to come and watch okay. Chile versus Point at the moment. I never watched the MLL. You know why? It was boring. I wasn't interested. They didn't entice me. POL came on the scene and it was all over social media. It was fun. They they absolutely jazzed it up. They literally polished a game of lacrosse and I bought into it. <laughs> Is that not the same thing? Interact. Like you just said, I'm not pointing at Nemla in particular. Nemla tend to either go backwards or a few years behind, whatever we're saying. Is it not just a case of bringing everyone up to speed? And, and letting them know what kids want to see, what they want to do. Well, the, look, you look at the PLL from from a marketing point of view. They've like as much as like the people that run it and the people that are like the social media, the the, the faces of the PLL are quite you know like mind-numbingly annoying. Um, has anyone <laughs> seen that Instagram account? The Instagram account, by the way, uh, Paul's Lacrosse League. No. Yeah. 
That's pretty funny. It's people taking the mickey out of all Paul's, like just just selling out for the for the for the lacrosse type. It's funny. Go and follow it. I'm doing um, it right now. You can you can take you can take some lessons from from how they've done things because I think they definitely trump the MLL straight away in, in regards to their, like their marketing their their social media like they they went for a certain audience and they got them and, and you know I, I find the PLL quite exciting to watch it's just, it gave me something to watch over over the summer. Dave's like rolling his eyes. No, no, I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm thinking here actually because I think with the whole PLL thing, it, it was massive on social media. It was trying. It was targeted it was getting a good crowd you know the videos were on fire and stuff like that i'm just trying to think if we were to try and do something here and go back to our national league what kind of pr do we need what kind of marketing do we need we obviously like you touched on it before we need we need money we need money involved we need things that are going to put in for cost of travel things for, for cost of marketing we need some sort of development with it to, you know, build, like you talked about, your community. Like, how can we get – it goes back to the same thing with lacrosse that, you know, a lot of people have brought up on the podcast about developing the sport and not just not just at the high levels but at the low levels and, you know, juniors and stuff like that. So, we yeah. You need the high level. You need the high level to bring on the bring on the development aspects as well. Like you need something that's gonna entice young, you know, young people that might be playing football or rugby, let's say, to come and try a new sport. I mean, that's the whole idea. When I spoke about it last time, I think people got, I got a bit poo pooed with it. Was the whole idea of junior lacrosse in the summer because it's just not competing with those two big traditional sports. But you know, it helps with the PLL. You know, they raise a load of capital from corporate America it also helped that the you know the guy was it the guy from that owns Ali Ali Alibaba got involved as a, as an investor and then they got NBC one of the biggest news uh, you know TV networks in the US to come and put them on primetime TV and no um, accident yeah they right? must have yeah no accident yeah he did f- not phenomenal work a great job and, you know it's definitely ra- definitely raised the profile of sport the branding was was spot on like they're sort of all the, the, the whole social media aspect side of things has been Fantastic! The whole like behind the scenes, like stealing things from like, for example, they've stolen that, that from assume from the UFC because the UFC do that all access thing, don't they? And um, you know, even the thing that the American footballers do and the basketballers do when they get off the bus and they're getting like, <laughs> I thought that was quite cringe, where they're all like wearing like, you know, fancy outfits and they're uh, eight grand Dolce, Dolce and Gabbana bags walking off the bus. I think that's what people want to see. So I don't live near any of the teams in the POL, but I have an understanding of their squads, their characters, their team ethos and stuff like that, solely because someone's bothered to film it, edit it, and chuck it on Instagram. And I know I'm really belittling what job they've done there, but that's all it takes. The MOL standard's probably the exact same. I couldn't tell you anything about it. All I know is that they've just sold out and gone to the POL. And obviously, we're talking leaps ahead here um, with regards to a national league in the UK. But I don't think, I don't know, like the funding in my head isn't the issue. If you look at any other small sport, big sport, any semi-pro, they all pay their players a small wage and they all try to stay afloat. Uh, my local rugby club, they do, they they talk to local businesses and they put on a dinner in a marquee. And I think that pretty much funds like the entire year 
of activities that they do. They do it every single week. So before a game, they get local businesses in. The chairman hosts it. He does a raffle. He does, and I'm talking big stuff. Oh, it's a raffle. No, they do like proper five, six hundred pound item raffles. And these people that have got loads of money that are doing a business day out, they all get a bit drunk and they all spend six hundred quid on a painting that they don't know who who painted it. They make good money from doing it, but they've got. There's two models we're talking about here. One where someone just gives us a load of cash, which in my head isn't going to happen because they're going to look at our our sport and what we've got and go, yeah, you're not ready for that. Or the clubs develop it themselves. You have to have the volunteers at the club that is like, so uh, we actually need 200 grand as a lacrosse club. That's huge, but it's not impossible. With the right willpower and the right um, motivation, you can do that. You know, it sales behind the bar. I'm sure someone owns the bar at Stockport's ground. What relationship do you have with them? Are, are you actually taking any money from behind the bar? Is all the money going to the club behind the bar? I don't know. But there's a thousand and one ways that you can actually make money on it. You've just got to have the people that want to buy into it. Yeah, I, I agree. You've got to get you've got to get that money in like as a club. So I was talking to um, one of my friends who plays cricket and he was telling me about his cricket league in East Anglia and their prize money is a thousand pounds so if you win the league you get a thousand pounds he was like but there are teams who are spending like two thousand pounds a week because they've got professionals coming in you know they have to pay for their professionals <coughs> and things like that um but the way they do it is they get sponsorship they get sponsorship for the club individual players get sponsorship you know, so they and again fundraising, loads of fundraising. They are finding ways to bring money in. Now, this is like, not saying like a, for national league, like Stockport has to go and get X thousand pounds to play in the national league. But I think as a sport, we we could look at that different revenue streams, even if it's individual clubs, to to kind of help with our development as a sport it, let's let's pinpoint one thing if you will start in a league tomorrow the one thing that you think is needed to get it off the ground we're talking about stepping stones no one's coming at sky aren't coming in to televise our games you said people don't turn up to nemla games as it is what's the one thing that needs to happen in order to get a league off the ground and get it running properly well, you've got to provide the players with something that's worth playing for like dave was saying but i think if you get the if you get like the league right so the players want to be involved with it straight first and foremost i think that will get their buy-in once you get their buy-in then you know from from my point of view it's it's got to be it's not like all or nothing in terms of when i say when i say baby steps in terms of getting them involved it, it, when, it, when it comes to like the, the building the league side of things it's not going to be an overnight overnight success it might take five ten years for it to even get off the ground because we're not where some certain other sports were when they formed the national league, like rugby, like you know netball, like um, like hockey, that already had like a massive fan base, if you will, because everybody plays it at school, so like they already know it, and you know you've got to sort of build that education up around around what lacrosse is and see it more. And if it if it becomes part of an Olymp part of the Olympics and people see it, then hopefully that will will snowball it as well. I think that could be a great catalyst for the wider game going forward, but. Um, for, for me, you know, if you got even if you just got like, I'm sure there's some people in the game 
that have got phenomenal marketing backgrounds, you know, that work in London, some big, you know, blue chip companies or whatever it may be that, you know, or even you can get, you know, a, like like the ELA, I've got like that non-executive board where that have got people from different industries coming together that are not lacrosse, maybe not lacrosse-based, but I've got, you know, experience from finance, from marketing, exactly. Bring those people together because let's be honest, you know, 80-year-old Derek from X, X lacrosse club, Ain't you know? Ain't, ain't coming up with any new ideas. You know, he's not. He's not. He's he, he's happy with having a having a pint of mild at the end of the game, and uh, and sitting in the bar and talking about the good old days. He doesn't want to see change. You need to bring some fresh people around the table with some fresh ideas and, and and propel the game forward if the game wants it. Because you know, some clubs might just turn around straight away and say we're not being a part of this or or whatever it may be. And that's probably why when I talk about the sixes. You can start afresh. You can start new new clubs up. That's not taking clubs players away from the domestic game, but you know you're setting you're creating something that's a marketable event that's still going to help propel our tennis side game. Because like I said to you before, like I think the Olympic game will help our tennis side game. But um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Dave, same question. One thing. So to get it off the ground. I, I think. I think, like, when you asked Sam, he said it wasn't one thing, was it? It was like... I said, I said twelve. I said about 12 things. As per yeah. usual, I, t- I took from I, that that sixes is a good idea and there's potential for sixes <laughs> to be a national league. That was Sam's one thing, Dave. Don't poop it. No, no, because you can't you can't have one thing on that. So, so for me, the overriding thing would be organisation and structure. So it needs organ an organisation to kind of lead the way, to take it on board and lead the way. And it can't be left to the, like, the same people all the time. So, for example, it could be a governing body that takes it on and be, and goes, this is our top tier of our, of our sport. It's a national league. And, like, I know we've talked about, like, netball and basketball. And, and you know, even if you take into account rugby, we see the top level, so we see the like super leagues and you know the ones that we see on TV. Even even hockey, you know the, the Premiership, but even under there, so hockey's just changed. But even under there, other sports they still have a national league, which is not their you know highlight level. And I don't see why we don't we can't have an organisation that caters and looks after the top level of our sport for the top players, you know, and I would also say, you know, I've, I've changed my mind a few times in here, but I think we, we should just go all out in the fact that at, in this season, not, not necessarily like 2021 or 2022, but whatever season, this season, the top, the top X number will qualify to play in the national league and we go and we go from there and if teams decide you know i that's not what we want to do blah 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 what will happen is the players who do want to play will migrate to the no i was saying that you know you could do it if you wanted to do it like similar like like i said before like stepping stones but eventually you could get you could get it to you know, if the if the North League had eight teams, the South League had eight teams. Let's say that 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 just becomes a mandated thing, and basically you run it like books. So you know, at the end of the season, you you play for your ranking, and then you go on to a one a one time game 
you know, knockout, but it's still national uh, all the way to the final. Um, you, you could do it. You could do it that way. So it's it's very similar to how books do it, which works. I think works really well. But I, I think the problem with that is, you know, you can play one game and then you're done. What's well, because that's a knock that's a knockout competition. Where yeah. I think a, a league has a bit more prestige because you are, you know, you've qualified to be as one of the top in your region, and that and that pushes you up into a higher league where you are playing against better teams. The other benefit of that that you don't get with the knockout stage is that you actually, in a weird way, get to unify the whole country, and that hasn't with lacrosse, and that hasn't happened before because it's always been under Semla or Nemla or an ELA competition. There's actually a really good chance to do a bit of streamlining, you know, with marketing, and instead of marketing to two separate groups, right, you're kind of marketing a game to the country that's interested in a national league. I don't the the knockout. I, I get why would you do knockout. But it, like Dave said, it's a bit risky. If you're going to brand it as your national, let's say, I don't know, there's a team in Surrey and they're branded as a national league team. And like Dave said, they they play one game. You're kind of taking a domestic league that people aren't going to watch and they might play one game. Going, and that's a, it. going a bit off topic, but why don't we have an FA Cup style competition? Start the season, you play a bit more regional. So you're not going from like Exeter to... to Newcastle, you play a bit more regional in the early rounds, and then as less teams in, you're going to have to travel anyway. Why? Why don't we have an, a massive lacrosse cup? Because we've already got flags in the south. No <laughs> one likes travelling to Exeter when you live in Canterbury and you play average lacrosse, and it is completely unmarketable. Right, completely, true. you don't know who's going to be in it. You don't know who's going to go where. There's no marketing to be done in that at all. True. Just logistically, though, if you've got eight teams and you play in a league, that's four. That's fourteen game weekends, isn't it? It's fourteen weeks essentially that you've got to you've got to do. That's without any sort of final. So that that's that's the thing. If you play in your regional league, so like your Nemla or Semla Premier League, you know you, that's you know let's say again, if it's an eighteen league, fourteen get weekends, and then on top of that, you've got a national league. Unless you replace it all with a national league. Um, it just becomes too like a lot of commitment from a lacrosse point from from just a time commitment point of view. I feel that's what we need. I could, you know, I feel I do feel like a national league is a very sink or swim thing. I think, my, my thing is, like I said to you before, I know it's not ideal, but you've got to kind of bring people around to the idea. See, it's like, it's like the idea of playing on nice pitches in the summer forms. You got to, it's got to be baby steps. You have got to show people. You know, this is what this is. You know, the, the silver uplines, whatever it's called, um, the silver lining. Sorry, um, you know of, you know of playing nationally or playing in a different time of year where it's better services, the tempo plays higher, blah blah blah. blah. Um, but it could be, like I said, eight teams, and it could be some sort of like quarterfinal, semi-final, final weekend that we that's marketable. That maybe like Semler and Nemler both put fifty percent into. Having joint ownership of a, of a, of a entity um, that could that could be built and marketed over over a period of time and build and build and build until it becomes a, a proper national league, and maybe it's like a, like a five year vision, let's say, and like there's like like 
standards that you have to attain, like because it has to be a marketable sport. You know, everybody's got to wear the same lid. Everybody's got to have the same uniform. Like, you know, you don't. You know, we don't even have that in Nemla now. Like, you know, teams just wear wear whatever they want. It's not really when you look at it from an outsider's perspective. Like books, for example, there's like one or two teams that like look like college teams, like us, Uni of. You know, the rest of them just look like a ragtag of who, who, whoever. It's not super marketable. Yeah, when someone who's on the cross comes to watch it. Yeah, Sam, talking of unis, yeah. as, a, as a uni, what are you, uni lacrosse director? Um, head of lacrosse, pal. Head of lacrosse. Go promote yourself. If you had the option, okay, so say there is obviously Nemla, so Trent, Nemla, yeah. what, what would your uni prefer to see? You entering Nemla as a as a t as a club or you entering what would be the national league for your sport it'll be so funnily enough our hockey program's just done it with 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 uh with the women's hockey so our women's teams just entered a a national league so anybody who doesn't play for beast and play still plays for, for NCU at the weekend so you know, I do agree. You know, as I'm obviously chair of the SAG for books as well, I would love to have a national league in books. I mean, that's something that I, I've got as a long term vision. Is it what books needs right now? Probably not right at the moment, but it's something it's something we can aspire to because hockey are doing it, rugby's done it, um, football could be next as a as a, as a sport going to a national a national league. Um, I think definitely in the women's side of the game at, at university level that it definitely become it could become a national league pretty soon i'd hope um but we've also just moved the eights tournament which has been a traditional thing on the books calendar to a 60s tournament to be more in line with the olympics and um, that's something that we've just changed this year but you know fingers crossed i mean I, I, to answer your question i, I would rather, rather as enter a, a national league personally and i, I would if it was a pub, we would probably look to do it, but we have a lot of players that come to us from clubs and I would hate to be that person that takes all those players away from playing for their clubs and, you know, potentially could see them not being competitive or, or even fold, which I don't want to see. But wouldn't, wouldn't, die, wouldn't, so, wouldn't die. That's not the attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So, so talk, <laughs> talking to shout out to Kieran for this one, it, one of his arguments was that if you, you grow the higher level, and the higher level becomes elite, the lower level development increases as well because, you know, you have you have to get people in to fill that. So, for example, you're saying that you don't want to take players away from those clubs, but those players would be playing for, say, Trent at, in National League, playing against potentially, like, better, better players week in, week out. Their clubs would still have to try and play in their national league, but they would need to try and develop their their players. So you know the younger players would probably get more game time because the top players are playing at, at a high level in national league. You know, so I think it the top bit can help support the bottom. You know, I know people might say, well, you might get clubs that will fold because they don't have the players, but then it actually then forces them to look at how they do recruit players well it's not that necessarily clubs folding it's teams folding so teams within clubs so for example if we were to take five players because next season we probably will have four to five players from Mellor, let's say 
you know, can they stand up there if we're playing at the same time of year and, you know, and we're playing at the same time. So everyone's playing on that Saturday, for example, um, you know, they couldn't have a B team, for example. So like players that play that traditionally play on their B team don't have an opportunity to play every week. Um, that's that's where it becomes sticky. But if, it, if the National League was played at a different time of year where it didn't matter, you know, then we would 100% enter a, enter a team into a, a, a form of league. If, if there was a National League, you know, I would be advocating that NTU as a university have a franchise, if you will, if, that, if that's what it was. And, and Durham could have a franchise and Uniov could have a franchise and Bristol could have a franchise or, you know, the big sort of university teams in the country. That's something... Because I think the universities would fund it as well. They would definitely, in terms of like, put some. I don't, I'm not 100 sure. I can't get myself into sticky water. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, a sticky situation here if I said that the NTU funds the hockey program because I think they fund it through their club in terms of like subs and stuff like that. Um, so you know, I think it's definitely something that could happen. I mean, I would love us to do it, but if it was played at a different time of year where it doesn't really sort of interfere with sort of club lacrosse. As it stands at the moment, if it was to be a new entity, let's say, played at a different time of year, definitely. But I feel that's one of our one one of the arguments which stops us from from grow from growing is the fact that you know we're we're saying you know not going against you, nothing personal, Sam, but that you're saying you wouldn't want to play at the same time of year, have a national league at the same time of year because you will take players playing away from their normal club, but those players are playing at a club at a higher level. Now, that's probably going to be mean, and just just using Mella as an example, because you said Mella, that's probably going to be mean to Mella. They might not be able to put out a B team. And, you know, some people might argue, well, that's not fair on Mella. And some people might argue, well, that's sport. You know, if you don't have enough players, then you can't put out a B team. But, you know, you you're then stopping from people from playing at that high level to support a lower level team. I'm I'm on board with you. I'm because I have the argument. I mean, I mean, I'm hopefully I won't annoy some people from my own club. But we've I've I've, I've had the argument this year with my own club where we've had to put out a team of, or we were about to be play, playing a team like ten players to play against Brooklyn's probably one of the strongest teams in the league, and I just had an absolute paddy and was like, that's not happening. Um, we can't play Brooklyn's with, with 10 guys and, and because they're trying to get three teams out every week and because it's become a struggle because people don't want to it's more at this, this particular time in in our history because we, you know, we're dealing with a huge pandemic where people don't want to be involved with putting themselves at risk because they've got kids or they've got you know vulnerable people at home that's fair enough but um, you know I think if it was the the, the good good the good times where we've got like you know we're turning players away each week and can do that then for sure, but then you could have stipulations where it could, you know, you're allowed a maximum of 16 players per for for your, for your first team, let's say, for the for the for the national league, and you can have a roster of 20 players, so you can bring in four players each week, whatever it may be. Um, but this is where playing at a different time of year makes sense um, for the national league because you know those players can play in you know for the A and the B or at their clubs in their if they wanted to at different different time of year or or whatever. And you play that, but again, this is stuff that's it's got. A, like I say, when I said baby steps before, you know, it's not it's not going to happen. You're not going to get all these players to come and and just give up playing in the winter and come to a national league where they're tra- traveling all over the country 
you know, for, for, for four months, five months of, of the year, on top of playing in the winter league. Um, if you, it's going to be said, if you chuck in four, let's say four southern, four northern, four top flight uni teams, that's a much better league for everyone, for playing spectators. You, well, the the Semler and Nemla teams would learn from the uni teams. The uni teams would learn from the Semler and Nemla teams. Um, where we've talked about creative stumbling um, and people kind of dragging their heels. Unis don't work in that way. They're professional outfits. In fact, if you summarised it, making a national league out of uni teams, basically a Bucks national league, is a great idea. That's what well, can, that's the model that people want to get to, isn't it? You could franchise it, yeah. Like, I'm... Yeah, I, I, you know, Loughborough Lightning, for example, are franchised are a franchisee of Loughborough University, I believe. So, it's an example like that. Sorry, you know, Surrey Jets, is it? Storm. Sorry, Storm. Sorry, Storm. Sorry, I should know that. The amount of times I've been down to Surrey Sports Park. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I assume they're part of Surrey University. So, easily, easily, you know, could, from, from our point of view, like from we recruit a lot heavily from the United States. Like we have a lot of players that we you know, don't recruit and we could do a better job, you know, trying to get players in different universities to make the university league more competitive. But um, there are a lot of American students as well. Like we have six, you know, you know, uni will have four or five this year, even though there's nothing to play for. Durham usually have like, so there's a lot of players doing nothing really in in June or, or May and June, uh, apart from the studies. So that's something that could be looked at from there. And then whoever wants to join on can, jump on another, on another team. So you could have a Nottingham team, a Durham team, a Bristol team, whatever it may be. That could be an option of doing it. Um, certainly gives me something to do, more to do in, in Term 3. But <laughs> All right, cool. Dave, you've got a quiz for us. I love the prep that you've done for this. You've got a little quiz for Sam and I, I believe. Don't get so excited. I mean, it's not, it's not like a game show about? or anything. <laughs> right, okay, so... Let's look at what sports have a national league. And when I mean national league, I don't mean like the Super League, you know, the one on Sky Sports. I mean your average Joe playing on a Saturday or Sunday. Okay. But it's national. So, you know, you may end up going to Newcastle or going to Canterbury or wherever. Right. So, first one, rugby league. And I remember, I'm not talking about like the TV version. I'm going to go no. So I'm going to go yes. I think, yeah, I think there is because it's like Coventry and there's London. Yeah, they have a national league. They're so, actually... like Sam said, Lon- London Broncos. Um, but I think they still might get like there's still money in there on that one. But even if you go lower rugby league it's still kind of a bit more spread out and the same with rugby as well but obviously it's a different kind of sport um how about netball yes uh yes i already know that (laughs) yeah (laughs) obviously netball have a national league i think we already said it um basketball yes yes out bends on women's because our women's team we have a women's team in it Okay, there you go. Um, well, Sam's got inside info here. I'm a plumber. He works in <laughs> high-end sport. <laughs> well, it, 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 it annoys me at the moment because we've got like we're not allowed. We don't have elite status for our for our sport at the moment. So like we 
all our all our basketballers are in at the moment training in the, the S and C suite, and we're not allowed in. Uh, it's oh, annoying. Cool. We got our, we got our England team trying to train for a, a European Championship. Sorry, Dave. I'm, <laughs> I'm one behind, so I'm not bothered. Right. Okay. Ice hockey. Yes. Yes. Yes, they do. I reckon there's only eight See, teams in the country, and they're all in a national league. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a fan network that we should be tapping in though for lacrosse because they get it. Yeah, um, volleyball. I'm gonna go yes. Mm, I assume yes because there's uh, are all these answers yes. No, <laughs> they might be, but no. Yeah, I'm gonna go no. Just... Uh, volleyball. Go do you no. have a national Sorry. league? So, oh, next one. Handball. Yes. No, I'm going to go no on that one. Handball have Pretty a national league. Oh, God, I, you are running away with this, Sam. i got one wrong uh, already, mate. Don't worry about it. Um, right. Corfball. Do you know what corfball is? It's netball, but boys can play it too. That is it's got one with a funny net, plastic net, isn't it? Yep, that well, is bas- correct. And Corfball have a national league. Oh, God damn it! So just to just to reiterate, everyone has a national league at the moment. Sam <laughs> was right. <laughs> Are you say I did actually look up rollerblading, but they probably do have a national league as well. Probably uni have a national league. So, like the 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 whole the whole point is like national leagues are doable. They are they are doable no matter the size of sport, and it it's it's all I think it's down to the organisation and the people. I think Sam mentioned it earlier. If people want it, yeah, I'd agree. All right, guys. This, this, gonna... is, this is where you need to do a poll on your uh, on your your, your socials, Jerry, uh, and see 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 if people actually want it. Like, get a good get a good sample of uh, people in the lacrosse community. Not a bad idea. Uh, that would involve me actually posting something for once. Um, but yeah, we can we can look into that. Um, right, just thrown it out there as well. I know we've kind of talked about men's and women's well predominantly talked about men's across but i think the same arguments for women's i think probably women's is a bit easier to do because you know they they are used to a lot of changes um in the game thanks connor for that one they're used to a lot of changes in the game already you know with rules and things like that and you know they've had super league even though those were the best players and you know bringing together it wasn't their club teams um I think it would work but easier for women to have a national league. However, I would also put it out there, national schools, at school level, this is going to be really controversial. I know loads of people are going to be like, no. <laughs> um, school level, a lot. if you look at a lot of the schools, they play the same teams in their regions. And, you know, they might have the odd trip where they, decide to go three hours away and play a random team but they play a lot of the teams and i don't get why we don't play as a league and then have that as a qualifier for different tiers of national schools 
Just throwing that one out there. Gonna gonna probably hey, get some hate for that one. Your this is gonna kill you. You're traveling up to St. Leonard's every weekend. <laughs> yeah, but I mean we're yeah, talking I'm just about going these. up to uh, I'm just going to Scotland for the full weekend. I'm just gonna love Tru- you. Trust me. It's a getaway. If we're doing national schools, you might as well do national pop. Oh, wait, we've already got that. Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) On that note, we're going to call it there. You both have, I'm going to do something a bit different. It's very Jerry Springer-esque. You've got 30 seconds to summarise what in your head, because there's been so many different opinions of what it should be like. Okay, And I'll go first. You guys can have a little think. 30 seconds of what you think a national league should look like off the bat. Straight away, whenever it may be, they want two, three years planning, that's fine. But when we start it, this is what it's going to look like. And I am going to cut you at 30 seconds, okay? So keep it nice and short. So for me, it is all or nothing. We take five from Semler, five from Nemla, and they play each other. The only thing that's a massive concern for me is the travel. I think if we can sort the travel and get people traveling down, that's great. Um, I thought it was interesting what Sam said about players, you know, not wanting to give up a Saturday, but I think to, to grow a sport and develop a sport, I'm sorry, that's not a player that I'd overly be interested in watching or playing with in a national league. Um, and that's me done. 27 seconds. Dave, over to you. Mate, I'm going to need more than 30 seconds. No, you got 30 seconds. Yeah or no? no I, sorry, I can't do it. <sighs> All right, Dave, just make it, make it quick. Don't ramble. Go. All right. Okay. I'm going to start with it. I'm going to start with the negatives of having a national league. Right. Firstly, the demands, the commitment, the travel, the cost. Okay, I think though, and also the change, I think those are big negatives that needs to be taken into account. But I think the positives, to go over them again, the competition, the exposure to standard, the prestige, the fight for promotion, the playing against other players, becoming more professional as a sport and as a club, I think those are massive positives. If I was to start a national league, to, to, to to use Sam's baby baby steps phrase, I think that's the word of the day. Um, to use that, I would go with top four from each league after the winter season play in a summer league, um, and then they play home and away. Done. How long was that? All right, forty-five. An hour and a half. This podcast is an hour and a half. <laughs> Oh, easy. Easily. <laughs> Sam, what's it look like? Go for it. I agree with Dave. I don't I don't agree with like playing a full season at the end of the year. I think like I said before about you know taking it more of a gradual gradual sort of five year plan. We want to get to maybe a national league. But there's got to be demand for it. There's got to be a reason why and players gotta want it. You know, it will take time. But I think we should play our domestics have some synergy between Semler and Nembler, you know, in regard to how our seat when our season start and finish, um, and then have top four teams from each go into a a sort of weekend of a national weekend or wherever it may be, or or play it over a couple of weekends, um, but have that 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 as the national league and maybe focus on something like sixes as a true national league to start off with, uh, with those players that uh, want to be involved with with being part of the Olympics. That's it for episode 13. Thanks to Dave and Sam for coming on the show. It was great to hear the many shared opinions of a national league here in the UK. 
if you like what you heard please do follow the show on social media where details of future episodes will be shared